A podcast network. Get it. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Oh, Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in New York City, tempting fate. Wherever you are, put in the questions to the songs that we will random. Select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Um. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here in New York City. Imagine that, skyscrapers and everything with Anya Marina. Welcome back, Anya. Thank you. And this has been a lot of fun. We've been hanging out, exploring the world of your new web series, Anya Marina, in the pendant woman and now we're joined on the line by the creator the writer the director the the creative force behind this series welcome to radio 8 ball jonathan sosis hey guys i feel like that was a lot more credit than i deserved but sure well it's always it's always the the most talented people who uh, want to spread the credit around so that's uh, it speaks well of you, Jonathan. Now, uh, well, I only say that because that's sort of how Anya described you. So uh, now, t- can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to build this series around this fabulous artist? Well, I mean, that I, I don't feel like I feel like Anya's parents deserve credit for creating Anya because she sort of I, I had nothing to do with that, and that that's where the series came from. Like I think. Essentially, I pitched it to Anya. I pitched the idea, but the only reason I pitched it is because just talking to Anya and knowing Anya, and then she did a uh, a cameo on my other web series, Labeled. I was like, this woman is hilarious. Why are we not doing a series about her that we can sort of make fun of the life of an independent artist while also giving some insight into it? And she was on board, and it just, yeah, it, it turned out to be amazing. So did you meet Anya through the series labeled or did you know each other before? Yeah, so I I, uh, I actually, I, 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 I'm stumbling now. I ended up with a, a vinyl record of hers and I just tweeted it to her randomly. I was like, oh, look what I found. And I think I copied her into it and she didn't know those records existed. <laughs> so we started going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. And this was at the start of producing uh, season one of Labeled. And then I was like, why don't you come do a cameo? We could come up with something super quick, super funny. And she, she literally nailed 30 seconds that are just hilarious. And that I think that was the first day we actually met in person. And then we kept in touch and eventually rolled out this idea. 
I know. It's it, so wild. We wouldn't have met had it not been for Twitter. That's true, and that's actually yeah. And and had it not been for your vinyl, well, I work at I work, currently work at the label that she was signed to, which is how I ended up with one of her vinyl records. So that was sort of a weird connection as well. But then yeah, we we first started communicating on Twitter. Also, the label that dropped me is putting out this series. How does that sit with you, Andres? Uh, I just think that it's it goes back to my initial. Uh, question about turning a tragedy into a comedy isn't it hilarious that's exactly what that's doing it's beautiful it's yeah. a beautiful thing yeah and also there's so few reasons to be grateful for twitter <laughs> yeah that's the world. one i got a web so, series and a new friend out of it a bunch of new friends and uh and jonathan what el- what else can uh, fans of the series who enjoy your work and your writer's voice what what uh, what else can people look for of yours um well i uh, we have labeled, which we're currently producing season two, um, and then hopefully some more Anya. I have a podcast and sort of video project that will be coming out this year. I'm currently do- doing that, but uh, yeah, mostly it's just follow my Instagram, which is where you'll see how sad my dating life is <laughs> on top of everything else. I love his Instagrams. He's got these posts. He calls it John Line Dating, and it's a little hashtag. But he, I think he purposefully um, kind of, aren't you razzing these women that you're chatting with a little bit? You're like seeing how far you can push the envelope to see if they'll actually go out with you. Can you give us a sample of one of your recent exchanges, please? Okay, just to defend myself, because <laughs> I, do, I do get a lot of me pushing buttons, that... My profile, it got to the point where I just don't take it as seriously as I should, which we'll get to in my question. But um, I just feel like some of the first messages I get are so out there and so um, absurd that uh, I just don't, I, I, I end up responding something stupid. And there are a lot of times where they'll bounce back with something just as funny and I'll continue the conversation. Uh, I, I, I usually just... Uh, Instagram the first message and then my response and sometimes they're just ridiculous like one one woman asked me what my favorite planet was I've only been on earth what kind of question is that <laughs> so my, my response was I, I I would have to say earth but my least favorite planet is planet fitness and that's just something stupid to reply with because I don't know what to say to that and out of it, she can probably take that I'm not in the best shape and probably not very physical. And, you know, if she wants to continue the conversation, she now has enough information to decide to do that or not. Usually not. Um, <laughs> That's a cute answer, John. Yeah, well, that was a pretty dumb question, to be perfectly honest, but whatever. <laughs> You're angry. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just like, you have one chance to ask a first question. What's your favorite planet? I mean, come on. <laughs> Are this is this on Bumble? Uh, this was this was either Bumble. Yeah, I think this was Bumble. This was either Bumble or uh, or Hinge. Where the woman that. has to make the first move, I guess. Okay. Oh yeah, but my my point is just you have a million things you could ask me, or just say hello. Hello is like a, an, an an underutilized opening message. Agreed. Are there any other Are there any other stupid things that people have said to you through Bumble? 
Um, I've, so I've gotten a lot of them. Most it's mostly my fault. Like the only thing I have in my profile is a Mandy Moore lyric. <laughs> um, and my my profile picture is uh, a photo of me at 13 in my bar mitzvah. <laughs> So like I'll also do a lot of stupid things like that where like they'll they'll come up with a question like this week somebody asked me what was the best message written on your bar mitzvah board and my reply was uh, the Jews will not replace us and then I told her there were a bunch of anti semites there uh, and it's and to me I think that's hilarious I didn't get a response so I don't think she did but, yeah you're very aggressive <laughs> was that aggressive. I mean, it's like you're coming on in hot for sure. Oh, I like it. I would, I would respond to that. <laughs> well, that's what I. I, I, I you're think referencing Nazis in your first exchange. <laughs> oh, that's, that's get it out of the way. Of, yeah, well, that's the thing. I think a part. I think a part of me is like, I need a girl who will will accept that I sometimes do say stupid things and be okay with it. I feel you. I get it. You're like yeah. love me at my best or whatever that thing is. It's my new favorite on your quote. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you can't love me at my best or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Season two, bitch. Okay. Season two, that's the opening line. Oh, actually, this uh, I, I do want to come back to the to the creative process of creating this. So when you were writing this, is this were you writing it together? Were you sitting in a room and, and riffing and... Or were you just imagining Anya's voice when you wrote it and then you pitched it to her? How did how did you work on this, on the script, well, basically? So as I'm writing the script, I picture the the sort of um, the exaggerated version of Anya while I'm writing. And then I usually run it by Anya and our co-producer, Bethany, and get their input. And Anya obviously comes back with other gems that we either replace while we're in the pre-production process or she'll just say things on set that just are amazing that we throw in there so that's why we're the three of us are really the writers on this like i'll write the initial script with whatever dialogue i put in there but there's a good chance that by the end it's 50 50 between anya bethany and myself which is not 50 50 that would be 33.3 but it's friday night let's get crazy and not come back um but yeah, if by the end of it, there, there's three different voices coming through, but we're getting the best that we possibly can for the role versus just me sitting there for, like take, doing everything. And can you give an example of one, like a scene from the movie or uh, from the, from the series that that was on that was an example of that of. Anya taking something that you had written and either changing it is something some moment that we can remember from the series those of us who have seen it well I don't I don't know if if I could say it's memorable for the sake of everybody remembering it especially because they're not always like quotable lines it's just Anya's been in the industry for long enough that she has stories that I personally haven't heard yet so I can't really insert them into scripts but for example in episode one when we're just walking through Times Square there are just one-off quotes that I that I wrote into the script, and then you have stuff like her talking about never seeing Titanic, which actually that's a, a bonus piece. But um, just there's a Sarah Bareilles line in there that's really funny. That's just true. It's true that I, I wouldn't have known about. But I, I, as we're walking, Anya's just riffing, and we just we found some gold in there, and so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of here's it, we, I sort of. We, I think we took the Curb Your Enthusiasm approach where it's like, here's a script, we can use it, but also here's point A, 
here's point Z. However we get to the other 24 points, let's just do it, and we'll see what works. Is that how many and letters it, are in an alphabet? 24? 26, so point A and Z, and then there's 24 in between, so we got that. I got, got that the math right. on that one right. Good job. Yeah, I don't mess Thank around you. with the alphabet. I take it back. <laughs> Sorry. Is it really yeah, just so 26? I it, 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 really, it really is a lot of Anya just... Um, inserting her actual self and her actual experiences into this script that I just sort of use as a sort of blueprint to get us an episode. And then Anya and Bethany, I, and like they check me on a lot of things. Like if I write something that's a little bit blue or not politically correct, they come in and they're like, hey, let's reword this. Let's let's change this up a little bit because it could be interpreted the, the, the wrong way. So there's a lot of stuff that I write just from being on, on the bluer side of things that without Bethany and Anya, this thing would have been a nightmare. So originally it was just chock full of Nazi jokes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was actually called Anya Marina Independent Nazi. And then we're like, that's not going to work with everybody. So we're like, let's make it more general. We'll call her a woman. And I'm then we'll a Russian Jew for there. any Nazis listening. <laughs> What? Why are you giving? Do you want to give them your address too? <laughs> the look of fear in your eyes. Oh just, my god! It's like, why did you just paint a target on yourself? Yeah, no, it, it, it's not. It's not that it was blue material. It's more of just it's 2019, so the three of us have to be more aware of how things are interpreted. And on top of that, we're now being funded by a major music company that also will not like if we say certain things, even though. We got a lot of stuff in there that we probably shouldn't have. I know. I can't um, believe that. Now, <laughs> it's like they didn't even watch it, but it's fine. That's the kind of thing. They're not going to watch it unless something it pops up that they don't yeah. like, and then they'll be like, oh, we need to hear. So, can you give one example of something that you put in that you thought, oh, this will go? And then, they, then Bethany and Anya were just like, yeah, that's Yeah, not- where did we censor you? I forgot. I know you're a feminist now. Now I've always been a feminist. I just don't. I don't like uh, women. I don't like men. At this point. I don't think men should have equal rights to women. It's it's we're in, we're the bad ones in the situation. Um, I, I'm trying to think of specific things. They weren't that major. I think Bethany checks me more with label than we had to do on here. I mean, if I look, if I watch the episodes over, I could probably find one or two things where Bethany or or you may have. Uh, may have called it out and we may have reworded something. Do you remember, Anya? Do you remember something that you... I remember one tiny change that he was really flexible about making, which I liked. Um, my character wanted to call LeVar Teddy because he she couldn't remember his name and she thought he looked like a teddy bear. And I was like, I'm too uncomfortable with co- like the fact that I am calling this big black bodyguard Teddy because I can't remember his actual name. Like, I get it that my character is self-centered, mm-hmm. but to me that was like pushing it a little too into the zone of like uncomfortable. So is that what led to the joke about the about not remembering the family? Did that become that joke? No, no. no. Completely unrelated. Totally okay. unrelated. <laughs> it's just Still mo- self-centered. One of many ways that you, <laughs> that your character doesn't pay attention to. I just wanted to make sure LeVar, and Jonathan definitely made him a fully fully fleshed out character, like a, you know, a three-dimensional character. I just wanted to make sure that we didn't minimize that too much in the first episode by just right. being like, a, with like a throwaway 
thing, but um, I don't think there was anything else. Jonathan's so creative and good, and we really did riff. On, he just asked me about my life in our first real meeting about the show, and it was just like, okay, that'll be episode one. Okay, that'll be like, okay, that's a good idea for episode three. And he just like put it all together and wrote... Like five or six episodes right away. So, okay, and we're going to get to your question, but I, obviously I'm a fan of this series and I'm kind of fanboying out about it. So having just watched the fifth episode, it the fifth, the, the, the Six Flags episode with the zombie, that seemed like everything else seems like so songwritery. And then I watched this and was like, where does this, the, this fifth episode. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, explain. How did we end up at Six Flags? <laughs> Well, this sort of was just a great opportunity to have a different change of scenery and do something with another company that was sort of cool and not really familiar to viewers. And I think part of the independent... So I used to manage an artist a couple of years ago, and they they were big enough that they they came in third on American Idol and stuff like that, but they they still had to contribute to the... They were still local heroes, and I liked the idea of... Like keep be, be, becoming success, successful and still having your goal of being this big superstar, but also realizing you have to give back to the area because you don't want to lose the fan base that supported you when you first came out. So we didn't spend too much time. I don't think we had too much dialogue that explained that, but it was sort of in the opening, in the cold open with her in the car, where she's sort of like giving, she's giving back to the to the area. Got it. Got it. So that's where that's where, that that was sort of the. And I don't think we we maybe delivered it as clearly as we could have. But the the point was sort of like, even though we're out doing this music business stuff, we're going to meetings and we're playing shows and we're doing all this other stuff. More importantly, we're still giving back to the community. We don't want to forget the people that at least got us this far, as far as we possibly can go at this point in our careers. But that was the overarching point of that episode and then we had access to six flags which i mean why not yeah if you have it why not use it you got it you know, yeah they told us they would make value. us up you know and dress me up like a zombie and i guess my care i guess i'm helping the community by scaring kids in this fright fest thing right jonathan yeah you'll just be crippled by student debt to, yeah you're exper- you're allowing them to experience halloween and being a part of their i guess halloween memory I wasn't paying attention, but I did show up yeah. and act in the episode. <laughs> well, that that was an episode where, like, we we didn't get any, um, we didn't have anybody put a stop on us for from the label side. But <laughs> there were some things Anya said, like the, the first cut of that episode is fifteen minutes. There were some things in there where, where Six Flags was like, "Yeah, we can't have that go out." They asked Jonathan several times, "Can you please edit that out?" Where she says, "I feel raped by." <laughs> What did I say? I feel raped by something. I forget what I said. Like airline travel? No. I forgot what I said. But I was like, do you ever feel like raped by makeup or something? And they're like, can you take that out? <laughs> yeah. 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 I can. I can see how. It's not the. It's not exactly on brand. I can't remember for what. Six Flags. Jonathan, please tell me what it was about. If you think of it later, I cannot remember. Are you no, tell us now? Yeah, that's exactly it. It was just you getting makeup, and you're like, I feel like I'm just... Be- this feels like rape. <laughs> it came out that's of nowhere. It. it was just her riffing, and Six Flags was like, yeah, we can't have that in there because we have 16-year-olds here doing the makeup normally. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in, like, episode two, is it two or three, where Anya's like, 
uh, major labels are run by human garbage. Yeah, Warner had no problem with that. <laughs> they, were, they were just like, yeah. They're like, well, yeah, that's, we Here's know. Some money. That's. <laughs> Nobody said shows. a single thing. <laughs> let's do more. I don't think he wants to. No. <laughs> Come on, let's do a second. Oh, I already have. I already have ideas for season two. Okay, good. Just making sure. Thought I'd ask you on this public. Forum. Yeah, yeah. We lock them in. Lock them yeah. in. Uh, Ten episodes, public. right? <laughs> okay. What's your question? Okay. Though? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get into the musical divination here, Jonathan. What is your question for the pop oracle of Anya Marina's music? question is i have been on these dating apps for a few years now and i haven't had a ton of success and now i'm curious am i more likely to meet someone on these dating apps or in person should i be taking dating apps more seriously or is it just a fad should you be taking dating apps more seriously or is it just a fad well we have uh, we've gotten to the point in the show where we have exhausted the wheel of eight. We've used up the radio eight cards. We're now down to having only two songs left on the board, which we are, means we are moving to the binary oracular divinatory tool. We call it the radio eight coin. <laughs> I'm going to flip it here. If it lands on heads, it's going to be song number five, which is Queen of the Night. And if it lands on tails, it's going to be song number seven. Sidelines. And now, to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to flip the Radio 8 coin. And it landed on heads. Verify that, Anya. It is heads. It is heads, which means it is song number five, Queen of the Night. Maybe I'm a fool and But I don't care I won't play the games Keep it cool So aloof Or maybe I'm a queen Of the night Blooming when the day Blooming when the day Is done My love grows in the dark It's like a secret little flower Feeding off the sun and sky And water in the air My love grows in the dark Against my better plans When I wake up in the morning I just love you even more And I... Kept it cool, so aloof Or maybe I'm a queen of the night Basking in my majesty My majesty My love grows in the dark It's like a secret little flower Feeding off the sun and sky and water in the air My love grows in the dark It's making me grow too When I wake up in the morning All I think about is you
Answer to Jonathan's question is: Should is is it are the dating apps just a fad, or are they should take them should he take them more seriously? Not in that order. I changed the syntax. Sorry. So uh, let's get into so Anya. First, that's another new song for me. I haven't heard that one before. Phenomenal, beautiful, gorgeous song. Uh, is that new? It's new. It's unreleased. It's going to be on my next full length, and I wrote it with a guy named Stavros T. Ah, Stavros. Yes. He loves Stavros. I don't know him, but I like his name. So He's a great Greek man. There were there were some really I thought there were some really potent lines in there, but you want to tell a little bit about the background of where this yeah, song comes from? Yeah, I was thinking about how love is sort of well, it's not sort of, it's completely out of your control and how in spite of how logically you might tell yourself this isn't right for me or I shouldn't do this or I should do this or whatever, that thing that third party love the energy between you two sort of have has a life of its own so i like the image of something that grows without your consent sort of like if you go to sleep and then you wake up and it's like oh god i love this person more than i did yesterday i didn't want that to happen that was sort of my idea of the song and then i thought i wonder if there's a plant that grows at night and i researched and there's a cactus that blooms at night and it's called the queen of the night, which I loved because I wanted to write a female empowerment song and I've never written one. And this isn't really that at all, but it does feel, no, it does feel kind of empowering actually. I feel like a lot of your songs are female empowerment songs. Really? I feel like they're so full of doubt. Like this chorus is like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) It talks about uncertainty, but that's okay. Cause I think the whole point of the song is the, the part about like, um, a queen of the queen of the night basking in her majesty. Like I love that idea, and I I already have an answer for what I think it's saying about John's question. But should we lay ask? it on us? Yeah. Oh, what I think is um, in this line, maybe I'm a fool in love, and I don't care. I won't play their games. Keep it cool, so aloof. So to me, that's like. 
I'm not going to play the game of dating, so maybe that means a dating app. Like, I'm not going to play it cool. And he just talked about how he does all these cool, funny things. Mm -hmm. He's sort of like writing a comedy show with his dating apps, with all due respect. He's writing great content for, like, a TV show, but maybe not the beginning of a relationship. So, but this song is saying, like, or maybe I'm a queen of the night, um, blooming when the day is done. You know, instead of, I'm not going to play these dating games. I'm not going to be cool and aloof. I'm going to be myself, and I'm going to just let this thing unfold. I don't know if it's really saying yay or nay on the dating apps, but what it is saying is, like, I'm going to let the true flower inside me unfold. So, Jonathan, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? I think it's a pretty solid answer. I think it, uh, it was, um, I mean, I just feel like she would, Anya would, would know which part of the song answers the question best. So I think it, it, do, it does, in context, it does sort of fit as the answer. So will you keep dating on these apps or what? Or what? Um, considering I have zero game or social <laughs> skills, I will probably have to eventually, um, Except that this is where I'm going to meet somebody. But, uh... I think you're going to yeah, meet I, someone in real life. You're a beautiful flower. And you meet all kinds of people in your work. You're one of the most social people I've ever met in my life. You're always doing fun things. He's on a softball team. That's why we filmed that thing at the softball. What is that Oh, called? that guy, that was... I loved that scene when you were singing the song and the, to the guy, and the guy was... That's like his team. It's kickball. Don't make me sound cooler than I am. Oh, it's a kickball team. What? what yeah. How, Softball is what real men play. How long is this? How long have have you been a uh, in this kickball league? I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> I'm like one of the older people in the league. I'm like a re- kickball retirement age. You want to move my into being are, a... my games are on Sunday, and all I will say is I've had many Mondays where I worked from home because I was in too much pain to go in. <laughs> but this guy does cool shit. Like he plays in a kickball league, and he like makes a TV show on his off days, and then he works a full time job at a label. Like you meet people all the time. What's your gig at the label, by the way? I'm a uh, digital production director. So and some... now what? So you're doing, so you're creating content in the same way that you are with uh, the series, right? Well, yeah, that that's that's actually um, an addition to in addition to my role. Most of my role requires me just putting the actual music together and getting it to the accounts that sell it. So, like when you hear something on Spotify, I am usually the one who put it there for anyone. But we're not promoting them now, so let's talk about Apple. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Not until the appeal is dropped. Uh, but yeah, that he's he does that. All these city sounds we're getting in this. I, I love it. You, if you didn't know you were in New York, if we didn't keep saying it, the city would keep saying it. You can't hear it, probably, Jonathan. But there's a a real siren. Oh, my, my, oh no, I hear it. My favorite thing is when a fire truck is stuck and it's stuck in New York traffic for 20 minutes, and whoever they're going to save is long burnt. I'll I'll sit in my office and you'll hear a fire truck, the same fire truck stuck on the street of our office for half hours at a time. It is ridiculous. 
He's angry. I don't know if that was an ambulance or a fire truck, though. <laughs> I think it oh. was. I think it was everything. Now it's everything. By the way, we're on the eleventh floor. Yeah, and we, oh wow, and we can hear it all. So, well, I had a couple. Well, first of all, I thought your I thought your interpretation Anya was pretty. I mean, the song is all about not playing games. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. And then I just, I'm kind of curious, the idea, what does the idea of the queen of the night mean to you, Jonathan? I mean, when I think if it was my question and I got the question, the queen of the night, I would think about like the dark feminine energy. I would think about uh, yin energy. I would think about, you know, your own intern, like my own internal feminine as well as, uh, you know, just sort of the, the, an external figure. Uh, and I'm, so I'm curious if any of that resonates for you. Um, no, not really. Uh, I, think, I think for me, when I think Queen of the Night, I think just in, in terms of playing games, I don't, like I wouldn't think intentional games. I think it's a girl who just wants to have fun and... Not in ter- not in terms of sleeping around, but in terms of she does she's not attached. She she wants to just go out, have a good time with her friends. Yeah, she'll meet people. Some of them will be guys, and they might think that they that she's into them, but she's really just out enjoying her friends. Um, and I feel like that's 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 what the song sort of when I hear when I hear the phrase "Queen of the Night," oh. that's what I think of. Oh, I think that's someone interesting. Who's, what? That's interesting. I, I was also thinking. Because, I mean, Anya Marina is a real person, and the character in the series is a darker version, like a queen of the night version Mm. of the actual Anya Marina. So, like, there's something in the series that's playing with with the shadow self. And there must be a part of you. You couldn't play it if there wasn't a part of you that... I mean, it does come out... We talked about it in your songs. In your songs, there's this part of you that comes out that is more of a dark character or a dark figure than you manifest or femifest in real life. Yes. Um, And I was also thinking about how just the idea of a night-blooming flower, there's a real interesting synchronicity about that because the week that we're recording this, the episode of of Radio 8 Ball that's coming out is with a songwriter named Sarah Kramer, and the last song, her question was answered by a song called Iris of Hollywood, all about night-blooming flowers. And so I've been thinking about night blooming flowers. And when you were talking about it, it made me think about just like the artist. That's kind of a great metaphor for being an artist. I think a lot of us find our creative energy once the sun has gone down. And we Did you write most of the episodes at night, Jonathan? Yeah, that's the only time I have. I mean, I'm writing right now. I, I, all I do is uh, at night is write. I sit in bed and I write. So that is sticking to the dating apps. Yeah, so you are kind of a queen of the night in that respect. Yeah. My football coach used to call me that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just pulled a muscle in my back laughing. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, I have to say I'm very, uh, I've been a, you know, I've been a friend of Anya's and a fan for a long time. And this series is such a perfect extension for, uh, it's such a, like, it brings together so much of what I like about Anya as a, as an artist, the music and the comedy and just the capturing that, you know, that wicked wit. So, uh, thank you. 
on behalf of Aww, the really nice. the Anya Marina fan nation. Yeah, he's known me 20 years, Jonathan, so that's saying something. Oh, wow. That's a long time. It is weird how we haven't known each other that long, John and I, and at all, and yet he totally captured... Like, I felt comfortable saying almost all of the lines that he wrote. He gets you. He really gets me. Jonathan, I think the whole moral of this, though, is that this... This issue about partnership is just going to bloom on its own, and that's the meaning of the song to me, is is something out of my control. It just happens. I don't have to make it happen. It just happens on its own against my own will. So you, whether it's a dating app or not, you're going to find that person. That's what I think the, the divine oracle is saying to you. Against their will? That doesn't sound okay. I mean, it's just going to happen on its own time, and you won't know. Uh-huh. And you won't know who it is, and you won't know where you meet them. It's just going to be like, oh, wow, that was a total surprise. Maybe and, it's someone under your nose. And there will also be very good boundaries and good consent going on there. I think that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my favorite thing about a relationship. <laughs> consent. Consent yeah. and good boundaries. Consent from both sides. That's, yeah. That's a great line for season two. <laughs> I'll write it down. Awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you very much, Jonathan. I guess, uh, is You're there my anyth- favorite. <laughs> is there anything I- besides uh, Anya Marina, independent woman and labeled that we should be looking for from you? Absolutely not. I mean, later, later in the year, maybe in the summer, you can start looking for a podcast and video, video podcasts, but, um, yeah, no, just thank you guys for having me and uh, just keep following on. Yeah, she'll let you guys know when she's doing more stuff. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs>